apparently there have been six video games developed based on the Shadowrun franchise. I know. I only know of that really <laughs> shitty one from uh, <clears throat> Xbox 360 that they brought out where I played it on uh, William's Xbox for about 10 minutes and then got my sword stuck in a wall. That's actually the fifth one that they made. Wow. So you're, you're a little behind. They made one in 1993 for Super Nintendo. I didn't okay, know. I think that's, that was the first person one. Then they made one for the Mega Drive a year later. Mm-hmm. I don't, what's Mega Drive again? Uh, Sega, I think. Okay, it, was, yeah. uh, it was a... Uh, yeah. Then they made a third one, which was an interactive fiction adventure game, which I'm guessing is RPG. Interactive... setting game. Uh, is that uh, the choose-your-own-adventure? Interactive adventure fiction? Yeah, it's probably like a video that you're just clicking one little thing. Like, uh, like Dragon's Lair. Yeah, 1995, yeah. Sega CD, so it's definitely... Yeah, yeah. So they, it was how much how much rape was in it? What do you think the title of the first one was? Of Shadowrun? Yeah. Is it have a colon? What just what do you Shadow think? Shadowrun colon Phosphorus Dreams. <laughs> I wish it was. No, it's Shadowrun. What do you think the second one was was called? Shadowrun colon Neon Knights. <laughs> Again, that's much better than the the title, which was also Shadowrun. <laughs> what do you think the title for the Sega CD that came out the next year was called? Shadowrun. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it was also called Shadowrun. Okay, now what do you think? Okay, so then a fourth game was planned to be released for the PC, but was canceled. Mm-hmm. So I guess it doesn't really count. Okay. But what do you think the title of that game was? <laughs> Okay, let me think. Shadowrun colon um the electronic ether. <laughs> um no. It was Shadowrun colon colon. Yeah, you got okay, that one. Okay. Assassin. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know why they didn't come out with it? Cuz Assassin's Creed came out? No, title was too complex. <laughs> They shouldn't have had that colon. They should have left it at Shadowrun. You guys, what the fuck are we doing? So then the next game that they released was for the 360, like you were talking about before. Yeah, the one where your sword um, gets stuck in the wall. Yeah. Shadowrun, Sticky Sword. Do, do, do you know what that one was called? That one was Shadowrun. Because it actually came out. That's why it came out. They've realized their mistake. <laughs> <laughs> the colon thing didn't work. Yeah. We go with what works. Shadowrun. Shadowrun. It came out. And it was on Windows Vista. So... It was really bad. It was, From what I remember, it was really bad. That was uh, FASA, FASA Inter- Interactive, uh-huh. owned, which was owned by Microsoft. Um, it was the very first game that allows cross-platform play on Windows Live. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Too bad it was a garbage game. <laughs> so, okay, then in 2007, Microsoft licensed it, but nothing happened with the game. So, finally, 2012... Kickstarter campaign, and that's for Shadowrun Returns. Shadowrun's Returns, yeah. So the only reason that came out is because of Kickstarter, because if they would have tried to make it themselves with Shadowrun Returns, well, there's no colon, so it's possible that it would have been okay. But most likely, yeah, it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, and people, I mean, it's proven the masses don't know how to make things well. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's games or laws or anything. So when they they backed Shadowrun's Returns, they didn't realize what a terrible mistake they were making. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they should have just called it Shadowrun. But it took them from 2007 to 2012 of doing nothing until Kickstarter came around. 
ah. before you get this this Shadowruns returns. You know, I didn't even know <laughs> about like the Shadowrun RPG universe and it being was that a thing before the first Shadowrun? You mean uh like pen and paper. Yeah, yeah, 1989. Was, was the, the pen first, and paper game. It was the first Shadowrun books. Okay. Which is actually pretty late for pen and paper stuff. Yeah. Because they, they went through the 90s, really, um, with uh, regular Shadowrun. Okay. So, the the RPG exists. Then they started making video games based on it. They're still making the RPG. Now, Kickstarted Shadowrun Returns is the only thing out video game actually i don't know if they're still making the rpg I, i've seen the oh book yeah the, in the fifth store. edition yeah. yeah 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 they came out 2013 hmm. um yeah they're on the fifth edition so yeah i guess people are still playing it um but yeah it's all the the same universe okay welcome to episode three of the wazd podcast where we focus on independent something something games indie indie games my name is joey I am Ari. Uh, let's see. What well, should we? Let's let's do the contest winner from last time. So so people oh, yeah, aren't yeah. suspended. Why, why don't you lay a little background on that? We asked for I believe the weirdest game people could send us, um, and I had a couple of, of entries. Notable mentions: Binding of Isaac, The Cat Lady, uh, Goat Simulator. Uh, all great. We covered Goat Simulator, yeah. so I'm disqualified. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to give this to... Do you, do you want to talk about our honorable mention? Which, our, which was not technically uh, oh, Kim's, a submission. Yeah, Kim's submission? Because she didn't submit in the way that we asked. <laughs> she submitted in person, which was we asked for emails mm-hmm. specifically. She's so kind of ruled out. You're she's lucky. You guys are lucky that she didn't follow the rules yeah. because we would have totally given it to Kim. But she, she, she submitted Check's Quest... Which I don't know how many people out there have played. Uh, this Doom mod from like the early '90s that was submitted or was sent out in serial. Yeah, we got a long history from Kim about <laughs> the origins what... of Chex Quest and all the intricacies of the game, and it's a weird, weird. And how there's like four of them now yeah. somehow. And it sold serial. <laughs> I guess like, that's why we know Chex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were the weapons? You could you could scoop out their insides with a spoon. Oh no no, there was a zorger. A zo- so to make it to make it commercially friendly, you have this gun that's like a zorger or zorgon or something like that. Some really crazy fucking up name. the Chex cannon here by not know. knowing their actual names. Yeah, send your angry complaints to Wazpod at Gmail. <laughs> um, so you, you use this thing, but because it's it's a Doom mod, in Doom you would be shooting them and killing them. Oh, by the way, they're boogers that you're fighting, because that's the obvious enemy of the chicks. Uh, and you're shooting them with a gun in Doom, but I in often this had game, to pick boogers out of Chex cereal, so... Fair enough. But in, in this game, because they wanted to make it commercially v- friendly for all ages, you just teleport your enemies to some unknown location, which I like to imagine is the middle of space yeah. where they suffocate to death. <laughs> their you, insides turn inside out. and You, you teleport them pain. to like above a spiky fire pit. And then it's like, oh no, they're fine until they like fall out of frame and you don't see where they go. It's the worst pain they could ever make. <laughs> Please just shoot me. Yeah. Just shoot me. I would have preferred that. We teleport them to a realm where they watch their families be slaughtered in front of them hey where did where do they go when you teleport them i don't know probably some great farm where they could run around <laughs> yeah but so that's the option is you could teleport them or you have a melee weapon which is a spoon and you can scoop out their insides which uh 
I guess that was family friendlier. <laughs> I guess. Because that was less terrifying for kids. Mm-hmm. So, so that honorable mention. Honorable mention is Kim's. Um, we're going to give a copy of Dust an Elysian Tale. An Elysian Tale. <laughs> that's, I think that's how we have to say it from now on. So Dust an Elysian Tale to Michael Diaz, who sent us in LSD Dream Emulator. So I'm going to read his email. It's a little long. But yeah, congratulations, Michael Diaz. Michael Diaz. That's the, really this awesome. is Thank really you. great, and I tried to find it really hard oh really yeah because um this is a playstation one game that was released only in japan uh i'll just let me just read his email first he sets it up better than i will possibly the weirdest game i've ever played is this little gem called lsd dream emulator me and my friends found this a few years ago and it left us completely dumbfounded the game has no goals you just walk around this world teleport around by walking into and touching objects the game is said to be completely designed off the dreams of the guy who made it it's extremely creepy and makes no sense. And on top of that, the game looks broken because of all the textures that are buggy and awful, but that's just the way it was designed. I've attached a few pictures so you can see it some for yourself. I don't believe this game is on Steam, but if you're interested in playing it, I'm sure you can find it with a quick Google search. I don't believe so either. <laughs> and he did attach a couple pictures, which look fucking incredible. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, I tried to find it, and because it is a PlayStation 1 game, it involved trying to emulate PlayStation 1 which was all sorts of virusy looking websites that sent me to. So there was one, it was like, here, download this. It's like everything you need to get PlayStation 1 emulation up and running comes with the BIOS, comes with the emulator, comes with the <laughs> unpacked CD, and then tried to run it, and then everything fell apart. So oh. <laughs> maybe someday I'll be able to get it, but this looks amazing. Yeah, that's like a to. real a, a gem of a find. Yeah, it's a deep, deep dive. Also, I, I take a little bit of umbrage to the fact he says it makes no sense. It probably just makes no sense to him because he's closed-minded and, and hasn't live. And hasn't done LSD yeah. like we <laughs> have. Is it, is it currently totally on LSD? <laughs> Do you know, he just plays it, plays it sober, doesn't really get it, plays it LSD, and is just, like, weeping. Yeah, this is this is my life it's now. It's an opus. I feel like uh, the, the people who committed to making independent games for systems prior to, you know, like, Xbox or the PlayStation 1. When they actually 1, had an indie section in the stores and all that. When like, it was, like, really a, a insane uh, problem to go through distributors and going through pressing actual, actual discs pressing actual discs or trying to get the right to license cartridges from nintendo and things like that mm-hmm. you those people made the craziest things <laughs> like <laughs> they I don't had know to why. be fucking Indie dedicated games have toned down yeah versus the people who went out and actually made cartridges and made uh you know actually the cds that were available to play on pre-blu-ray game systems mm-hmm you know I'm, I'm looking at it here it's uh there doesn't seem to be any like big names that i would r- recognize attached to it director is osamu sato osamu sato this is the information for lsd quest just lsd oh dream just emulator LSD. yeah that's checks quest oh so, so it's an emulator it, it emulates dreams okay <laughs> that of when you're on lsd oh okay 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 it's a surrealist exploration video game released in japan Japan's weird to begin with, so like their weird stuff. (laughs) And you can say that because you've been there. Weird, yeah. I I was there for a good amount of time. Yeah. Thank you, though, Michael Diaz. Michael Diaz, you win. I'll I'll send you your copy dust probably before you get this because or hear this because of the way that. Yeah, congratulations. Time time works. So satisfied customer. Let's move on to a quick email 
from Alex. Alex writes, was there ever a game you waited for so long and thought it would be great, but then you played it and it was complete garbage? So I, I, I only, you know, look forward to great games, I guess. <laughs> That's uh, not true. Yeah, no, it's not. Because you uh, buy garbage that you don't even want. I was really stoked for that Slaughterhouse remake. <laughs> and uh, funny story is Fry's, you know, the, the electronic store? Yes, the electronic superstore that yes. has a beef jerky section. <laughs> And the best customer service, <laughs> let me tell you. They have a really great tendency to put stuff that is not yet supposed to be released out on the shelves. <laughs> and every time yeah. I see one, I'm like, oh, fuck, I think that's not out yet. And I'll check, and it's like no prices available. They had Slaughterhouse out on the shelves like two weeks before wow. it went up. And this was a thing. It's like it, it was like going and then fell off the radar and then came back. And I saw it, and it was 60 bucks. I'm like, all right. Uh, I'm in a splurgy mood. Let's go try and get this. And they what just, what like, system was this for? 360. Oh, okay. And they straight up wouldn't sell it to me. Because they figured out that it was... Yeah, because they like their system won't let them ring oh. up something that is breaking street date. I'm like, it is on the shelf. That's when they ask you to steal it. That's what they're asking No right shit, there. right? Yeah. Like, it's because like I could have just walked out the door, but because I tried to do you know do it all legit, they just took it from me. It wouldn't give me anything like, here's a $5 gift card for the inconvenience because they had to wait for like 20 different people to come check it out and be like, no, we can't do that. That's actually like semi-brilliant grassroots marketing that campaign that they're doing. They'll be like, we'll just put empty boxes of our game all over every store, <laughs> everywhere in the nation. Yeah. People will see it for two weeks. They'll they'll look into it because they'll be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then they'll get all ramped up because they can't buy it. And they'll just juice their pants for the next two weeks. And then I didn't buy it. And then I got it on clearance for $5 <laughs> because it was awful. And I knew at that point going into it that it was going to be pretty awful and i got it anyway just you hear that slaughter you lost 55 dollars. and i apologize splatterhouse not slaughterhouse it was supposed to be so cool because your your health system was not a bar you're just chunks of meat would fall off of you yeah so the more like holes and bones you looked was like how bad you were doing and to the point where your arm would fall off and you (laughs) could pick up your arm and use it as a weapon that's yeah that's pretty good it sounds awesome right so what was so garbage about it it was just a generic go into this room and beat up everybody and then go into this next room and you know it's a beat em up so there's two buttons it's not super deep you do find photos of your girlfriend where her tits are like hanging out for no reason was it was a rated m a game yeah oh okay yeah so i don't know maybe we'll play it again if you're gonna make an MA game, go for the MA, man. Yeah, no Get shit. The hard M. The hard M. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what it would take to make an AO game anymore. Like yeah. full pen. No, it's definitely that uh, arcade game called Loverboy from the '80s, where it's it's. Have you seen that game? It's uh... Pac-Man, except you're a naked dude. This was a real arcade game. Okay. That you were. Was this your most disappointing game too? No. Okay. <laughs> no, this is this is like one of those games. that's like I'm terrified that it was made, uh-huh. and then it was made in a time. Where I was just talking, where like to put out a game, you had to be so dedicated to your yeah. craft. So someone put the time in to make this horror fest of a game. <laughs> Lover <laughs> that Boy? Were, That's what's Lover called? Boy. It's an arcade game. It's it's a clone of um, Pac-Man. Except instead of Pac-Man, you're a naked guy. And this was a real arcade cabinet game. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're a naked guy. And instead of ghosts and like orbs that you're picking up... There's naked or there's women that you go around, you capture the women, and it cuts to a cut screen of you then pumping these women naked. Yep, I'm seeing that right now, actually. Yeah. First, they don't want it because they're running away from you. 
And then in the, the screens where you're actually pushing the button to pump away on these naked women, mm-hmm. they're loving it. Yeah. I mean, the more there's a there, love meter, there's a finish meter, there's a, a thing that says let slip. I don't even know what that would mean. No, you don't want to slip. And then uh, run away. Hmm. Yeah, and then the the bad guys that are chasing you are the cops because the mean <laughs> cops want to put you in jail and not let you go after these women who first I mean they don't want it, but then they you know once but, they you know, get you into just it, have to get in there and yeah. then you'll be like oh never mind I want it I'm super into this so, yeah uh, I don't know how I got on this but that's to answer your question that's the most disturbing game I've ever played there was no question about disturbing there what? was there no? was a question about no, what was what? your most disappointing oh what. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought a lover boy couldn't couldn't. Okay, I'm I'm watching a video of it on YouTube, of this naked dude chasing. What what's ladies. the title of it so people can search for that? A lover YouTube. boy band arcade game question yeah. mark. It's a it's pretty it's something. That's so, as indie as you get. Let me tell you, <laughs> nobody was putting that. You know what one the, out. the fucking crazy thing is? Oh, there's there's the the quick time it event came out in the '80s, and it's the most explicit thing you've ever seen. Is that there isn't more stuff like this now? Now that it's so easy. Oh yeah, that is weird to me. I think because there's real porn. <laughs> you know, it's like why would I want like that's why I don't know why people play like the porno Mahjong games or like or the, underneath the tiles is yeah, like some boobs like or something. Boobs. It's like. Yeah, you could play that, or you could just find like thousands of pairs of boobs, like so. Counterpoint: in seconds. You could play regular mahjong, or I'm gonna play regular mahjong anyway. Why not just have tits underneath? Uh, no one's paying mahjong unless you're an old Chinese person or an old <laughs> Jewish lady. That is a fact. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I don't know where the crossover market is for tits. I mean, I mean, there's pretty universal like. Like tits are a pretty universally accepted thing. No one loves tits like old Jewish ladies. Let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, uh, most disappointing game that you were looking forward to, and then played, and then was bummed out by. All my games are like really big ticket items. You know, like the ones you look forward. The to? The ones that I really looked forward to for a long time and was actually disappointed are usually big studio games that just flopped. Mm. So, like uh, one that stood out in my mind was Twilight Princess. The Zelda game. For oh the Wii. yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be really cool. I thought they were gonna actually use the Wii mode in ways that was interesting, like waggling that sword. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I played all the Zelda games before and really enjoyed. I you know all of them were were I really enjoyed in different ways. And then I got that one, and it was so bad, or it wasn't even bad. It was just like not good. Yeah, you know, it wasn't hard to play. It wasn't really different. It had a lot of stuff that was you know enjoyable from past games, but then halfway through, I just like. Um, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm done with this. It's yeah. because you were played through 45 minutes of a fucking tutorial. And it was like, oh, of course, I've played every Zelda yeah, game. Here's how you jump. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah. You shoot at the thing and unlock the thing and <laughs> grappling hook at the thing. It's, they're, the, the, you know, like they, they find ways to make it really cool by changing the animation or like whatever. But that game was just straight ahead. And Zelda, to me, is really funny in that... The only reason people seem to like it is because it's still doing the same thing it always was. I'm like, oh, listen, listen to the new version of the Overworld theme. Or like, oh, look at this, the hookshot now does this. Like, it's, if you do something different, those people seem to, like, crap on those games, which is really funny. I I don't know. Because, like, Wind Waker, I, I thought was awesome. and that, I liked Wind Waker, but people, too. people did give it a lot of shit. They did, the until beginning. they sat on it and yeah. were like, oh, wait, this is actually really great. Even though it looks cartoony and all that, it looks pl- amazingly beautiful cartoony. I played that one the most, and I bought the Link Between Two Worlds. Yeah. 
or link link the between 3DS worlds game. yeah and that's really neat and then i don't whatever just hit like christmas and stop playing it so i have to go back yeah or whenever it came out i would just like hit a, hit you a played period. ocarina though too right i i didn't beat it that is astounding. I, that I, was so good. My my buddy, so I, I watched like the entirety of it pretty much because uh, my buddy in high school, he that was like his his game. Like yeah. he would just fire it up and beat totally it in an afternoon because that's that was like he knew the ins and outs and loved Zelda. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just didn't grow up with them. Yeah. And didn't play the Super Nintendo ones and the Game Boy one really until <laughs> later. And then by that point, the conventions were also set in stone. Like yeah, I didn't really know. I didn't know how you were supposed to think. Yeah. Really. But Ocarina was so like I feel like that was the apex of the Zelda games. Like yeah. Well, then now they've just been emulating so, that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twilight Princess was a big stinker. Mm-hmm. Also, I think Halo Three. You know, well, you weren't too blown away by Halo Three. Nah, it was the same game. I, Halo Two was so much better. I didn't like Halo Two at all. Oh, really? The two gun thing wasn't that the I introduction of the two guns? It was. Yeah, that was cool. But I, um, I didn't play that one multiplayer at all. So that oh might, well, maybe part of it. Yeah, yeah, because that's all those games are just straight mm, multiplayer. Yeah. But yeah, then Halo Three was boring and stinker, and I was so excited because I was super into Halo at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So lesson learned: the only disappointments are the big games. Yeah. Stick with the little guys. If you don't love anything, you'll never be disappointed. <laughs> Hear me. My motto. <laughs> never let anything love you, and don't you love anything. Nothing. That's solid advice. Not even yourself, because you'll disappoint yourself. Don't love yourself. Don't love yourself. Write to us, WASDPOD at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, send us questions. Or or whatever. If, you know, if you want life advice, I guess. Ari's got a ton of it. <laughs> I just, you know. All right. First game. All right. Sports Friends. I've actually bought it on both PC and PS4 now because the PC version is still not done. And I, want, <laughs> I wanted to play it with my dad when he was in town. Yeah. So I spent another 15 bucks on it. And I, I'm going to get it on PC whenever it comes out. But, but it's done on PS4? Yep. Oh. Out. If you buy it on PS3, you get it on PS3 and 4. Oh. Which, um, the reason why I just went ahead and got it is because I don't know how they're going to do the Johann Sebastian Joust part of it on the PC. Mm -hmm. So, backing up, Sports Friends is a collection (laughs) of four different couch multiplayer games made by um, the guy who made Co-op. And, ben Foddy. Yeah. Is it Ben or Bennett? Oh, Bennett. You're right. You're right. And uh, I'm sure he goes by Ben. No one yeah. can call themselves Okay, Bennett. so Ben Ben Foddy. I'm sorry if your name's um, <laughs> um, So there's Super Pole Riders. Yeah. Really physics-y. Um, Super Pole Riders. All these things, like just describing it, sounds, this is going to sound so <laughs> fucking bizarre. But you, you pole vault and you use a big floppy pole to try and bat a ball on a line to your goal. It's... It's like one of those things where playing it and it being so hard to play is part of the enjoyment of it. Yeah, it, it, it feels kind of like a Mount Your Friends or like a Surgeon uh, Mount Your Friends is awesome, too. <laughs> I mean, it's like the controls are super hard. Yeah, like on purpose. Yeah, on purpose to yeah. make it. But it's multiplayer, which is a cool element. It's, it's the whole thing with this game. It's the on PS3 and 4, it's $14.99. You get four games, and there's two hidden in there. Um, one of the hidden ones is... Foddy's Get on Top, which was that Ouya game, but they changed it a little bit, and I don't know how the controls work on that. Oh, really? Quite, yeah, it's in there, and there's also a Pong. This, you just have to enter codes at the menu, and it takes you into these secret games. <laughs> there's a Pong 
where it looks normal until you realize the left stick moves you up and down and the right stick moves your paddle to the sides. Oh. So it's like a physics-y version of Pong. It's awesome. Dad and I played it for like over an hour. So interesting. Okay. So, so it changes the, it skews the actual rotation of the paddle. Yeah. So it, it bends forward or back. Or yeah. And then you can, you know, lean back and then forward to try and like whip the, oh, the puck a, harder. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, so there's, <laughs> those two things aren't even listed because those are the bonus games. So you got pole riders, you got a game called Bari, Barabari Ball, which is like a keep away, um, you know, Smash Brothers, he multi-jump. Uh, Kim hates it because she's really bad I at it. I think it's pretty fun. And it has a dude who looks like Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball Z. And his name's Popo. Which is his name's Popo. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and then there's um, Hokra, which is like a weird soccer. Your little cubes and you pass to your partner and try to hold the ball in your square to, to fill it up and get points. Oh, yeah. Hokra. And then um, the, the wild card was Johann Sebastian Joust which I had heard of for a really long time and never, it was one of those things where, you know, they would show up at events with the build of the game and there was really no um, certain way how they were gonna be able to release it because of it needed move controllers and all this weird shit. And I believe that is what got the attention drawn to, to Sports oh. Friends when it became a Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. like, you'll finally be able to play Johann Sebastian Joust. And I have yet to actually do that, except for my dad and I played it on the couch. And I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, so what that is, is there's music playing. You each have a controller that senses motion. While the music is playing slow, that controller can only move slow. And then if the music speeds up, the controller can move faster. And your goal is to fuck with the other person to try and make them like <laughs> lose their controller or jerk it in a way that they get out. So if they move it fast when the music is slow, then they lose. Yes. Okay. So... We were, we were sitting there, and the reason I got it is because it works with the PS3 and PS4 controllers. Sure. It doesn't need to be those move ones, which is what it was always played with because it had the big glowing ball on the top. Yeah. And people could tell really easily, like, if you were out at that point. But I was sitting on the couch, and I fired it up. I joined, dad joined, music started, and then my dad just leans back and kicks my controller, and it <laughs> made me lose. It was awesome. Next round, I threw a dog bone at his and knocked his controller. Like, we just were sitting on the couch dicking around. It's, yeah. I, I feel like with certain people, you're going to have to set, like, very defined rules beforehand yeah. of, like, how crazy this can get. Well, you, you so have to like move. putting their dick on your face or something. You have to move slow. Otherwise, you're going to get out just from moving yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you, it's like people... It's like sloths attacking each yeah, other. Yeah, it's like a weird slow-mo, like you're just trying to mess with people, but keep your hand guarded. And then the music yeah. is like this classical speed up, slow down. I feel like I'd be good at that because I got some long wingspan. I can yeah. really swap. But then all I need to do is like try to make out with you. And then you'd be like, oh, no, gross. And then, yeah. then you'll yeah, get I'd out. Be, you'd be, be like, like totally gross. gross. Like, not, not, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> The, I, I say if there is a downside to sports, when there's no um, like computer bot play in it. Oh, at all, you can't at play all. against any. Can't play against media. anybody. You can't I, play yeah. online, and it's you know it's fourteen ninety nine. You get essentially, I'll, I'll call it six games, for that price, and they're all really different and great. And that seems like so each game's like two twenty five. Yeah. So that's that's about right price point. But I I think know. the PC version that I paid because it was like I bought it early. Uh, after the Kickstarter already ended, so that it was like a, a slacker backer or some yeah. something, but it cost me thirty bucks, and then I got all the alphas to play, which is what we played okay. all those months ago before yeah. the game actually came out. But you know, Holkra needs four. 
Uh, Bar Bari Ball is way better with at least four. Yeah. Pole Riders is fine with two, and then um, like Joust you definitely need four. Yeah. So it's there's a lot of variety in there. Um, I, I'm just surprised it was like a big push on PS4 for it, but. It's, yeah, it's, I'm shocked that it came to PS4. I thought it would just be like a quirky little art project that they did for. It's PC been in the works really forever because I've been yeah. getting those continuous emails from buying the PC version. Yeah. We're like, hey, here's what's going on now, and we're doing this, and like it's crazy how long and how much time they've spent on this. My favorite feature there's a on the uh, menu there's like this monkey swinging, <laughs> in like the, the graphic, in the options menu, and there's just a thing that says <laughs> no monkeys, and if you check it, the monkey goes away. <laughs> as far as I can tell, that's the only thing it does. So they should have just put out a menu. And then you would have been happy to have paid fifteen dollars for it. <laughs> Sorry if that's a spoiler, everybody. But <laughs> that's uh, so good. You know, it's if you're if you don't have the the people to play with, it's gonna be a bummer. But if you do, I yeah, it's another you, couch multi. Yeah, if you have anybody to play, even like one or two of the games, Again, you're gonna have a great time. Craigslist creepers, go yep. find them. They're a, out there. Get a wife, buy some friends. Yeah, buy some friends, lure in some homeless people. They'll Ye- do nearly anything for food. <laughs> nearly anything <laughs> or, or beer or beer and yeah. it's pretty accessible too it's like you know people can jump into it without knowing exactly what it is and then after losing like one round you're like oh okay i get it now and yeah and they, they yeah because different people made the games they all feel very very different that's what i liked yeah yeah they it didn't feel like a sort of repackaged version of the same idea but because that you won't necessarily like all four mm-hmm. because when you buy it like i'm not a huge fan of the the two-player jousting the pole riders i mean the pole riders because mm. i just don't like those type of games the ones that are fun because they're hard to control because yeah the controls are so wonky because then it's like i feel like it's the people who sit there and have practiced it a lot like the people who just jump into that will never have a chance <laughs> you know and There's, like you can get good at it but it's like uh, i don't know there was something about pole riders it like it took two games and then it clicked with me really i can get it to do exactly what i want it <laughs> to do at like any time it's the the thing you got to know is like the tip of the of the spear. Yeah, that is what you're controlling, not the whole entirety the whole of your arms. Thing. If you hold down on the right stick, the tip of the spear is going to go towards the ground. If you just can remember that one thing, it becomes so easy. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I have yeah. a, a thing like with get on top and and um, mount your friends. I do I, love mount your friends. The weird ability to play <laughs> like games like that that don't make sense control wise and it just clicks with me all of a sudden yeah because i'm so great mm, mm. <laughs> mbd i have a very specific skill set that's very developed but <laughs> i have a very specific no set of skills it involves mount your friends and get yeah, on top of there's like right. an oceans 11 squad that's assembled to be like bomb maker we got the con man and then we got joey oh shit what's his what's his thing <laughs> what's his deal? Uh, you know those games that are really hard to control because you gotta like independently move all your fingers and joey i mean he's really good at him does that come up a lot but we got him just in case because it's like a really weird specialty. We, we got him cheap. Yeah. I'm doing a favor for his mom. Plus, if we like get a, get in a plane wreck, we could eat him or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you just have food written on the back of your shirt, but you can't see it because Here's it's your you. Ocean's 14 uniform. <laughs> weird video game playing guy. Cool. Thanks, for, thanks George Clooney. <laughs> All right. That's sports, friends. Next game. 
What you got? A smaller game that I just beat, but that's been getting a lot of attention, called Monument Valley. Mm -hmm. Monument Valley is a phone game. It originally came out on iOS, and then just... uh, But they did not phone it in. Ah! Ah! Or did they? Uh, I don't think so. No. (laughs) Which is why we're talking about Uh, it. Yeah, and and then uh, like a few weeks ago, it came out on Android, um, which is what I played it on. Um, it's another one of those, you know, made by one guy. It's very, very stylized. It reminds me a lot. It, it's like a much simpler version, not dumbed down, but like the, the puzzles are a lot less, um, intensive, but it's like Fez in that there's a lot of rotating things. The actual geography is rotating around to solve puzzles is it like and so the... it uses the three dimensions and and it uses a distortion of space almost in like an mc escher type way oh, okay yeah where so like if some... what you see is really what it is not what you think it is so it's like if you rotate it exactly and two things touch then that's a bridge or something so if two things are on different planes like one's lower and the other one's higher and they don't look like they can connect, but then you move the world around, so then they suddenly overlap visually. Mm-hmm. Then even though the distance is different, you can now walk across them okay. like they were a bridge. There was a game called, um, I think it was Echo Chrome on PS3 that was that sort of thing. The, the, like, the guy was one of those artist model dolls, like those wooden oh, artist yeah. model guys. And I'm, I think that was like their whole jam too, was rotating like the the Escher staircases and stuff so that you could get across areas that you you wouldn't normally be able to. Um, so that's that's a cool thing, but the puzzles are pretty simple. Yeah. They're they're not that thought intensive. You kind of move things around a couple times and figure them out. And some of it's just like you don't know exactly how you move this thing around and then you figure it out and that breaks it open. Um, but what's so uh, what's really cool about this game too is that it's it takes a lot of time and care with atmosphere mm-hmm. um so it looks gorgeous just from like the stills i've seen but i haven't, I haven't yeah no it everything either. about it all the visuals and all the sound it reminds me almost of sword and sorcery a little bit in that it takes a lot of care with music and ambi and like feeling and tone yeah yeah, yeah. so the even, world they're trying to make in the, which is crazy we're talking about it, a phone game so a phone game yeah and it's not going to be a phone game where you're going to like play it uh you know like It'll, it won't last beyond its first or second playthrough. But because it's so beautiful and they took so much time with the tone of the game and the, the visuals of the game and the charactering of the game, like even though there's no real... Um, there's not much interaction between characters. Is, is there a story? Like, do they drop there you in and there's is, a story? There is somewhat of a story. Okay. Like, it's, it's left kind of odd because you don't really get... The, the world never flushes out completely, but they give you little hints that um, let you kind of put pieces together to create the story, but it's not like a David Lynchy like, I'm being weird just to be weird, or... Here's, you know. here's a quick insert of somebody eating pudding on a couch. Like, <laughs> weird art shit. Yeah, which is like a big theme in early indie games, like Braid or something. Oh, um, like being being obtuse to yeah, be Yeah, just being up your own ass. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't do that. It like, it creates enough of a world and gives you enough of a, a thread that you can create um, you fill in the, bl- the you can blanks. You fill in the blanks and feel like, uh, comfortable with the blanks you're filling in. It's like Journey. Journey doesn't really tell you anything about its its world, but you, you're doing this thing, and you start to kind of feel like that. It you know. Yeah, this is. A, I mean, I'd say it's a little bit more 
than that. They they explain more than Journey would. They expl- yeah, they do explain some of it, but it's it's still like the bigger picture you never really get. Like, okay. Um, He's going to expand it though, right? So it's like probably- we'll see where it goes. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be just more of the weird storyline, you know. Do you feel like you got a complete experience in the? Yeah, so it was it was four bucks, which for phone games like on the little price here. Yeah, but you can tell that the guy spent a lot of time making, um, like this world and making something different, because even though there are games like that game you were talking about, and there are games like Fez where you are turning, they're turning puzzles. It's still like he spent time making these puzzles that are pretty good, uh, and all the art and all the. Uh, mechanics of the game do run really smoothly. The music is really beautiful. Everything that moves around looks really cool. Like all the animation of it is very cool. So I, I didn't feel ripped off or anything like that. And I thought it was a cool experience and it's something different. So I was like, again, happy to give him my money for something that's like very creative, very different. And that gave me an experience that like, I'll remember this game. I might not remember all the puzzles or all the aspects of it, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll think about the game and use it as a reference point for others. So, so do you think though, like, since you are saying that the puzzles are pretty easy is the game part of the game. Is that what you're, what you think is amazing about it? Or is it more that it looks neat? It like the, like you said, the world building and all that stuff feels different. Is, is the gameplay secondary to what is the most memorable about this whole thing? Yeah, for me, yes. Because yeah. the puzzles I'm never spending more than, you know, like a few thoughts on any puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the puzzles are either tapping to move the guy or swiping to move things. To rotate the, to the rotate world. To rotate the mm-hmm. world or move parts of the world. Um, but there's still, like, at one point there's this, like, golden totem thing that has a big eyeball that basically becomes your companion cube that you like move around okay even though it doesn't say anything and you're moving it around it has like somewhat of a personality i think that's always really cool when you can anthropomorphize objects like that and it doesn't say anything no huh it's just it's like your companion cube it's just this big (laughs) thing you move around and it's it's all puzzles with the macguffin it's like important and you don't know why or it's not important it follows you around and stuff yeah yeah like yeah they don't really explain what it is or why it's there Hmm. but it's it it's not central enough to the over arching story that you really care that much all right i'm gonna check it out for sure i have it on uh watched or whatever i just uh haven't haven't had a lot of itunes extra money lying around especially for four bucks yeah and then you knew it was a little on the short side but it looked amazing just from what i've seen and it's sort of all at once i i kept hearing about it on other podcasts and websites and you know that they, they tend not to cover ios stuff very often because there's so much fucking so much ios stuff, stuff yeah. or you know, just mobile stuff in general yeah. uh for that to sort of stand out like i hadn't seen anything really mentioned as much since threes which was a pretty big deal also, and i still now. poop playing threes <laughs> <laughs> i i have stopped playing threes because kim and phil are in a battle and i have no chance like they're just above so you me just you don't even care i bought out you're not yeah. even gonna have fun playing it just no like if i can't be the best screw it no i i moved uh, i think we said on the first episode i moved to calculoids oh was, yeah that was fun more fun to me because no one could be better at it because <laughs> no one owns it <laughs> yeah because no one has <laughs> it uh great Till Kim ruins calculators for you. Yeah, I tried to get her to play it, but she just, you know, stuck on threes. But you're like, yeah, you should play it. Maybe. No, I don't want to. Okay, go. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna okay. go. I'm gonna go poop. Hey, uh, Sean, baby, if you want to talk to us about calculators, let me know. <laughs>
WASDPOD at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so that's Monument Valley. I'd say definitely if it drops down to two bucks at any point, buy it for sure. Four bucks if you like ambiance games. You know, if you're super into games that build tone and music and stuff, then that's what to get it for. If you like puzzle games, it's not going to really. That's not your jam. Yeah, it's not uh, going to do. But I, I'm, I, I enjoyed it. All right, cool. I am going to talk about what the fuck is it called? Go back and time the game. So my my first thing I don't like about this game is the the title's just not memorable. <laughs> uh, Super Time Force. Super Time Force. Uh, which I have on Xbox One. Capybara. Cappy. Cappy is also available on Xbox. Which I went to buy it on PC and I was like, where the fuck is this? <laughs> I had, to, had to actually plug shit back in and I was like, hmm. What's it, what's the name mm, of the company that made it? I think it's Cappy, but it, their their uh, their emblem is a capybara, which is a giant rodent. Capybara games. Capybara games. Oh, it is fully capybara. Apparently. Oh, okay. To this thing, little hippo guys. Yeah, they're they're actually giant rats. Oh, are they? They're dog-sized they, rats. They're they the look largest like little hippos. Ro- they're the largest rodents in the world, I think. So they've made for their uh, pedigree. They've made Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. EP. Super Brother. Yeah, uh, the aforementioned. Yes. They did um, that Might and Magic uh, like puzzle tactic-y game that I've always kept an eye on but never played. Did you ever check that out? You like Might and Magic. Yeah. You Might like Magic Fantasy. Was one... Clash of Heroes. Clash of Heroes. Did you ever play that? I'm trying to remember. You should probably check it out then. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good? Yeah, it's, I've fucking, that's what I've heard. <laughs> All right, well, if people say. People say, unknown man. Unknown people, man. I'll get on that bus. <laughs> Just tell me what's cool. There's a game uh, they have listed called Below, which looks like one of their new ones. That looks. Cool. Oh, isn't Below uh, the roguelike where you're going down? That's what the poster would in- infer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw a trailer for that too. I think it's looks the awesome. One, uh, yeah, it looks really cool. It has it's that same like very eerie ambiance of like sword and sorcery. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, as as we discussed with Spelunky, I really enjoy roguelikes where you're going down stuff. <laughs> so if you could really eat, if you if your progression is down, like you yeah. know, a boy in his blob, even like that oh, down. Yes. We were talking about that off mic earlier. Yeah, I downward momentum. Game. Well, and, like, you had that roguelike where you were going up. Oh, yeah, Tower Climb. I did not like that. Shout out for Tower Climb. No, it goes up, (laughs) which is not the way you should be going in a roguelike. But to be fair, it does say it right in the name. I know. (laughs) They they have the shame of them, or the shamelessness of them. Yeah. They just, fuck it, man, we're we're going up. We're climbing. Well, you got to stand out in this crowded... Well, independent game space that's like saying we're gonna stand up by making a piece of crap <laughs> charging a lot of money no you tower go climb, down ari doesn't mean that no 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 approval for you tower climb <laughs> okay so cappy games uh they know what they're doing they brought out super time force i feel like it's been almost out forever i feel like point. <laughs> if you like any of their past games though it's it's this has nothing to do with nothing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than you know that they like when they set out to do something they they, they do well. they nail it yeah. so real quick time time force it's if you, it looks on the surface like contra you play you have a minute to beat the level you you will play the game as a shooter and then at any point you can stop time and rewind 
and spawn in the same guy or a new guy and you know the cast keeps getting bigger and bigger and then when you hit play again the past version of yourself is still going to be playing along with the new version of yourself so essentially you can stack your plays on top of each other over and over and over again to increase your firepower to create paradoxes which is really like the coolest thing it's like <laughs> if you get shot and then you rewind time and then you kill the guy that shoots your guy before he can do that you can collect that past version of yourself and use it as almost like a power-up <laughs> so there's a lot of really neat stuff and it's amazing that it works it's amazing that it works as well as they wanted it to to well, me also the big thing that uh, makes the whole system work is that you're trying to beat the level in a certain amount of time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you can't just keep killing yourself to make a thousand versions of yourself right well and the whole thing is too you sh you don't play through the game to just play through it like contra because it feels the more you play the levels it it feels like a puzzle game because you have a door in front of you and there's a guy about to get shot that you have to rescue. You walk up to it with one person and you're shooting and you can't break through the door before he kills that guy. You rewind after you've shot as much as you can, do it with another person, rewind again, and then you have like four copies of a guy blasting at the door so you can get through it in time. Which, there's a bunch of really cool ways to think about that. Uh, boss fights especially, where they, they know you're going to have to rewind. It's not because you're doing bad. Which is what I, when I heard about this game, I was like, oh, it's going to have that forgive, forgiveness thing of, you know, like it's, Prince it's of Persia. You. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like throwing you a bone because you suck so bad. Exactly. That's yeah. not at all what this is. Yeah. It's using that mechanic in a way to um, give you more powers, get through levels faster, have like more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, more diversity in what your guys can do going through the level. Because if they, you collect a fast version of yourself, then you're stacked. Uh, like your special fire includes the guy you're playing and the one you picked up. It's just the amount of combinations and the way stuff all had to flow together to to make this whole system work like blows my mind. It's it's like uh, I always say, uh, every failure is just another chance to succeed. Or the other thing you always say, every failure is a chance to rewind time and kill the guy before he kills you, and then you collect him. Yeah, that's what I meant. I, yeah, I never <laughs> said the first one. I don't think I've ever said it. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. The art the art is really slick too. It looks uh, it almost looks like a more fun version of Sword and Sorcery, like a little bit more detail, but it's sort of that simple retro, but not pixely. Yeah, well, and guns shooting and dinosaurs on skateboards. <laughs> I, I, I've only played it uh, a little bit. I played it at IndieCade, and yeah, then I yeah. watched you play it a little bit. And the little that I saw of it was like amazingly cool. I think art. it was it was fifteen bucks. Um, it doesn't seem like it has a ton of levels. There's like, well, are they it, adding more? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And and ton of there's there's probably upwards of like fifteen levels because there's five worlds or so, and each one has three levels in it, and one of those levels is a boss. Um, there's how, a tower of the bosses. I mean, do they feel tacked on? No, I mean, I mean, it's all kind of like the same. the The story beats of the bosses are pretty funny. Like the writing in this is, it's dumb, but in a way I can get behind. Okay, <laughs> it's no, it's like you, you get uh, like in a turning off monkeys kind of way. Yes, like turning off monkeys. All right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like the guy will will jump out of his ship and shoot you and the gun will backfire in his face he's like dang it what what crap and then like teleports away like it's it's it it knows the whole premise of this thing it's is good fun is ridiculous it's yeah, good yeah. fun and one of the guys you pick up is a dinosaur that skateboards yeah that that's bites, like, a seller so it's it's really slick um just don't go into it expecting like contra 
because that's not how the game is. Oh, where you're just meatheading your way through yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. to avoid getting hit once because you're dead. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's great too because it's, it's Super Meat Boys, your replay, where at the end, after you've beaten the level, it plays through the entirety of the level with all the copies of yourself spawning in like when you brought them in and dying when they died so you can tell like the harder parts of the game or where you had to double up it's just like two or three people and all of a sudden there's like 10 of them all shooting at the same guys and then on the other side of that there's only like one and a half or one or two guys still alive so i don't know there's this, like a the, bunch that seems like a, a an area where like you could be playing this game someone would walk in and you just get really embarrassed because they'd be like <laughs> So what is this? Oh, this is my playthrough. And they're like, oh, so you died all those times? No, because like I'm really like you have to die. You like, I had to get more powers. I, you know, because but I mean I did die. Oh yeah, so you, you, died, you died a lot. <laughs> like yeah. a lot. I mean I see a lot of people. So you're not that good at this? No, I'm I'm real good. That's what you gotta do. Get out of here, Steve. Yeah. Who invited you anyway? So super good. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. I, you know, totally worth the 15 bucks. And the writing, like I said, is, 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 it's hard to be funny in games. Yeah. It's hard to be funny. So I actually like it. It's a wink and a nudge at itself all the time, but glad it's finally out. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Let's give a game out before we, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Get to the last one here. Uh, let's give away. I think we should start giving away some of these ones that I don't really know what they are. Maybe we should do a couple of those. Okay. And we'll do one now because we can't guarantee the uh, the quality. The quality of it. We'll do one now, and then we could do one later in the show. Okay. This game is called Pressure. Zero X E one two six J A Y G Y nine V two C. Enjoy Pressure. Do you know what Pressure is? Hmm. Not ringing a bell. Not ringing a bell. Let me let me look it up. Actually, I've I th I'm gonna think it's a puzzle game. What do you think it is? Pressure. I think it's a yeah. Or I would say it's like a game like Marble Madness. Okay. Let's see. You know where you're moving something and it has to be very precise how you're moving it. Sure. It's a. Uh, okay. It looks like a, a twin okay, stick shooty thing. Completely off. We are yeah. Race, ram, and blast. It's a unique combination of breakneck racing action and arcade-styled shoot 'em up in a steampunk world filled with crazy characters and funky humor. I like that funky humor. Yeah, we were way off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go down a little. Let's see what the meta score was. Uh, it's sixty-four. Sixty-four. All right, that's respectable. Yeah, it's not, race it's, through it, three vibrant worlds with over thirty levels. Eh, it looks like. There's there's something here. I, yeah, let's say it's got trading cards. Uh, does and it? And it's free. Does it so have trading cards? It will go up a little bit. It's, it'll be right here. Oh, never mind. It doesn't. It doesn't Steve, have Steve achievements. No trading cards. Okay, forget it. No trading <laughs> cards. Okay, let's pause here real quick. No, it says trading cards available. Where? Right there. The big recent updates that I was looking at. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Every ten minutes of playtime. Mm. Uh, so this game looks good enough. It's free. <laughs> It looks like you can get some fun out of it. Yeah, so whoever takes this really needs to report back in, because I, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know it, so please let us know what the game's like. WASDPOD at gmail.com. But you mentioned cards, and I would like to take a quick sidebar to talk to you about cards. I remember when this whole thing started, and I was kind of telling you about... I would um, I'd leave games running and sell the cards, and then you know use them to buy the couple missing to uh, complete a set I needed and stuff like that. You were, you were talking about I'm buying, I'm spending money, what was your exact word? Spending money on nothing. 
It's the stupidest and greatest idea Steam's ever had. Yeah, but of separating noticed, people from their money for no reason. I noticed the other day, Ari. You have quite the collection. Hey, look, Chad's playing Dota. <laughs> you have quite the collection of Steam cart or badges, which means. You have to buy. I don't know. I don't think. No. You have to buy cards that no, you are missing in order to complete 11 badges earned. That's not that many. Let's see what kind of badges you got. You got Risk of Rain. You got the Goat Simulator one, which, correction, Fel- to the Minisode. Corn. Oh, yeah. In the Minisode, I had said that there is no badge. I know. You felt really bad about this. I so felt like- bad, but <laughs> it's because I had bought it before it was out. On the on pre-sale, mm-hmm. and then on the official launch date, that's when they unlocked the badge. Right, so yeah, there yeah. is a badge, and there are were more cards. And not then just... we got Towerfall Ascension, Guacamelee, yeah. Spelunky, Rogue Legacy, Holiday Sale, XCOM, Saints Row the Third, and that is it. So yeah, see some of those I didn't get. I mean, some, like uh, the one year, this years of service and power player, those were just there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do anything. But that was a net, that's an XP one that you get from getting badges. So I just want to. You know what? I'm not on trial here. You <laughs> shut up. You shut up. I just want to get in your your mental process. What was the tipping point? Okay, okay. Was it me? No, no. I still think cards are stupid. Uh huh. And I still think Steam is amazingly ingenious of getting people to buy things for nothing. Sure. But you know what? I don't have a problem. You have a problem. You have a problem, Joey. And I don't need this. And I'm out of here. Because I got things to do. And I'm busy. And this is stupid. This whole podcasting is stupid. If you finish this show, I'll give you a couple cards. Oh, my God. No, okay. Here's how I justify it for real, though. Okay, yeah. I have never put money in the system. Uh-huh. So you're, I, you sell cards for games you don't want the badges for? Because... I don't like having garbage cards cluttering up anyways. Yeah, yeah. So for games that I don't really care about, I just sell all those cards, and then I'll get money stockpiled, and then I'll use that to just get badges because I for need the ones emoticons when I'm chatting. <laughs> don't be... No. <laughs> you don't... I am gonna... I'm gonna send you some emoticons. You're gonna get stupid jealous. And then you're gonna get badges. I'll send you some emoticons too. I've, I I can do better than you in that I paid for just the emoticon <laughs> because it was like four cents for Spelunky guy. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I want to be able to send Spelunky guy to someone, and I've never done it. Yeah, if I honestly, if I were smarter about this, I would just sell the cards and just buy the things you get with the badges. Like, yeah, but you I don't want the backgrounds anyways. Yeah, but I the badge those. you can put that on your profile where it's like your your best badge. See, look, I. But I, I'm ashamed of that. I don't want that. But look at how much XP it's worth. I got the most ranked up Spelunky badge and it's worth 500 XP. For but for what? You get rewards and stuff. Yeah, you get more pie. It's a pie eating contest where you get more pie, Joey. What's wrong with more pie? That's all you're getting. I You've like eaten pie. all the pie you can. I like They're going to shove more pie as your victory, and then you're just sitting around with more garbage on your... your, your so, Ari, yeah. if there was one badge, one game badge that you would want to level up all the way to level five, what game would that be? I don't, I don't even want to get into this. I just Which one would it... One, <laughs> like, I, the only one I've leveled up all the way Spelunky. is Spelunky. And that's why it's your headlining badge? Yeah. I don't know, because I, I really don't... I, I I think, like, once I get my badge, like, that's good enough. I don't try to get... Because then I would have to actually sell cards and miss out on getting other badges, because I'd be <laughs> using that money for the same badge. It's, 
here's what I'm getting at. If risk of rain, how does how does a level five risk of rain badge sound? I the badges don't do anything. I'm not like I don't know. I can't. They don't sound that good. Fellow Steves, if you have any extra risk of rain cards, <laughs> send them to Ari so that Dibno D Y B N O so that he can get his fully level five. Uh, risk of rain badge. Right now, he's got a lowly level one meat nugget. Just know that Joey's doing this to shame me. <laughs> because he knows I'll take it, and he knows I'll put it there, and then he'll say, oh, look at the guy with the level five badge. No, I have a level five badge, and it's fucking sitting in the top thing. Dude, I've... I've I carved... Yeah, but you're shameless with your Steam account. I carved a fucking Spelunky idol out of plaster that is That's sitting a, right there. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't want to be that, Joey. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to be where you are. All right, let me let me let me get to the the. I, I believe I tried to sell one earlier today. Hopefully, it hasn't sold yet, and I can take uh, it down. Oh, I haven't. Remove. Here we go. I got another. Um, Risk of rain card for Ari. So I'll start the I'll start the donation pile right now. <laughs> I got it. I'll send it to you. How pissed would you be if I just sold them all and got like? <laughs> I know you won't do that. I won't do that. Yeah. All right. If you got risk of rain cards, send it to it. Ari. Um, he would greatly appreciate it. I know it doesn't sound like he would, but he really, really would. I don't have a problem. <laughs> Let's talk about our last game. Oh, yeah. All right. Last game. Or is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the last game. Probably the last game. The uh, the game I would like to talk about is Shadowrun Returns. Mm. It is another Kickstarter game, which I we've talked about a good amount of Kickstarter games so far. Wow. Um, this one, it is based on the Shadowrun books. The uh, pen and paper series, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it takes place in a very specific universe. The universe is basically cyberpunk, big corporate interests running everything. With like, is it like D and D where they get to the business future? I don't know. Like it's it, almost like it. The thing is that's different. Is so okay. So what Joey's getting at, I think, is that this steampunk universe. It actually also a few years before you jump into the game. Or maybe even like 10 years before, magic comes back. A portal opens up, magic comes back into the world. And not only does magic come back, but there's trolls and orcs and elves and different classes of traditional fantasy universes. So it is D&D like that. Um, and there's even reference in the game to dragons, which oh. you don't see. But they're like, as, as a, a past history of this place? No, as like currently in the universe, dragons oh. exist. But there's also alternate universes and dimensions that are discussed. Um, and there's a lot of technology that is still taking place. So there's basically five or so different classes that you can play as. There's four or five different races that you can play as and the races are like human elf orc do you have a lot of control over your guy or is it like you're playing a character in the story who everyone addresses is the same person well it's you don't yeah it's it's kind of uh you do have it control to the extent that you want to choose your race that Mm -hmm. you want to choose your class um the story is going to be what it is uh regardless Um, yeah yeah but i mean like is it like oh hey zach yeah, like, you type your name thing. in, okay. and it then says, hello, fill in the blank, Okay, your, whatever name you give it to him. And, you know, there's classes like 
there's a samurai who's like a hand-to-hands guy. There's a shaman who's like a magic guy. There's a decker, which is basically a hacker. Then there's... Um, Does this have a bunch of funny terminology to describe their version of stuff you yes, really would know? There's, there's no reason to have like yeah. a decker. I don't need that. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and honestly, like the difference between a decker and a shaman... Um, not that big like they both summon stuff it both stuff looks like magic uh it's just we made one a sci-fi one and we made one a magic one but it's kind of extraneous just because they want to fit in this universe mm-hmm. um then it looks there's really cool a rigger which is the class that i like the most which is then you have basically drones that follow you around and you're more of a, a mech guy you control little things that help you, like you there, yourself. There's either are not a strong. rolling drone or there's a flying drone, and they have guns attached to them. Okay. And you can upgrade your ability to uh, control these drones and what the drones can do instead of upgrading your weapons or upgrading your ability to do magic. So, long story short, this is a tactics game. Yeah. Um, and so it's an RPG tactics game. So you're leveling up your different classes. It follows in that D and D pen and paper vein of leveling up different characteristics like a character you have a character sheet and <laughs> character sheet and it's still because it's tactics it's statistic based so it's really not that far from rolling dice you know it's like you got a 60 percent chance yeah yeah well that so just because you're shooting doesn't mean you're gonna hit or something like that yeah it's it's basically it's like an XCOM or you know other new uh wave tactic games like that where you're moving around i will say the weakest part of this game is the fighting to me like it, as a tactics game go it's not the best tactic game it's just an average tactic game okay like the engine for the tactics is just acceptable like is it, it is it the kind where you suddenly like pause and then issue orders or is well, it, you get in a fight and that's then it's a frustrating like, part too is because you'll run into an area and you'll click like a spot that you'll run into and if there's someone there that wants to fight you, the fight will just begin. So you're you're starting out in like an exposed position where mm, you can okay. get shot at a bunch of times, and it's it doesn't really make sense why you would just run into a battle like that. Yeah, uh, you can't initiate a battle sort of by being <laughs> sneaky and like attacking the guy first. Not no, and the the cover system doesn't work that great. Uh, the angling you can't. Um, like turn the world mm-hmm. basically the angle you look at it so sometimes it get trapped behind stuff and it makes things transparent that are above you but it's still it's hard to see exactly if you're getting cover if you're getting angle that's probably a limitation of like it, you, it would take a fuckload <laughs> of art because you'd have to draw it from all the four angles yeah. or whatever and that's where you feel that this is a kickstarted game that they put up but again or not again the reason that I still like this game a lot even with that limitation of it being just an okay tactics game that, you know, didn't go as far as they could, is because the world and universe and the gameplay outside, like the actual role-playing aspect of it, and and the storyline is very cool. And the steampunk universe, um, I just ha- I think there should be more games that are drawing from that. Um, it seems like there should be a lot more and there really aren't as many there's many more like steampunk games has this made you at all curious about digging into like the old Shadowrun or like an actual Shadowrun pen and paper book just to flip through it or you know I don't know because uh, the thing that I like least about the, the that world of Shadowrun is the actually the, the orcs and elves and goblins like I, it feels tagged on it feels like 
some 16 year old was like oh yeah like D, but the future and like <laughs> let's just do that and all the same stuff is like why are there orcs and elves there i don't know but we'll just put them in and it'll be cool they're from a different dimension or something i don't know i kind of th- that's when you were describing to me like what this is and it's like how yeah. it has that fantasy stuff but then it's in the future and it has all this like you know computers and, and all this stuff i thought it was kind of neat to think of it that way oh in that if you're coming from like a D&D or a Pathfinder background and then jumping into Shadowrun, it's like bits of this are familiar. And you can take like what you know about that stuff already, but this is it, you know, thousands of years in the future, but it's just in a world where that stuff has just not gone away. You know, I think it would be cool. I still enjoy like the magic aspect of it mm-hmm. and like the whole that there's mystical things and there's weird creatures. But the fact that it's so pervasive with the tropes of fantasy of like an elf and orc and all that stuff is just, I don't think it's necessary. I think if they had this world, you know, almost like a Final Fantasy 3-5 where you have like a cyberpunk world that has then like magic tech or something, you know, where we like, we have this this fantasy thing that we don't really understand, but we just harnessed it in a, ma- in a scientific way or we have these people who don't fit in the mold, you know, like basically if you had Blade Runner, but people could do magic. Yeah. That would have been awesome. And it's, it's it, kind of like you a, don't really a, get much else out of having an elf. You know? Yeah, I suppose. I, I mean, other than that, makes it unique from any other. I guess it. I I think it'd be cool if it was like body modification stuff. Like you have elves, but you have elves because it's it's like some cool thing that people want to oh, look yeah, like. Yeah. So they like get this weirdo surgery, or you have orcs, but it's not really orcs. It's because they're so like juiced up on steroids that they're like orcish people that are freaks. <laughs> that would be like, cool. Yeah, that would be a cool twist on it where you still like, oh, that's an orc, but really it. It's this version's world. world of an orc. Yeah, there's just... still magic. Like I don't, but that's my personal preference. It's starting to sound almost a little bit Bioshocky, like with the splicers. But it's I like love they Bioshock. Have... No, but I mean, like that's <laughs> the world you're describing. Yeah. Like that you wish this was starts to sound like Bioshock because like they had the stuff that would change their DNA to give them this magic ability, but it was sort of in this futury, future past type of thing where it have this like amazing tech, but it. Yeah, but the the only thing is that Bioshock was more of like a steampunky thing, you know. Yeah. Like if if you just stuck to and the the cyberpunk thing is not just the aesthetic, but it's also the tropes of business, like, a noirish and the corporations, you know, being ever present uh-huh. and you know this vaguely Asian influence because the 80s when it is when it grew out and everyone thought Japan was going to take over the world and they were wrong. You know, but, uh, <laughs> so you're real, you're saying is you're really looking forward to that Cyberpunk 2033 or whatever I'm it's called. I'm trying not to because it's never coming out. <laughs> That's right. Because they're they're even their admitted like release date of 2016 is like uh, it may not uh, be probably not. We're making fuck. Witcher 3 takes yeah. a long time to put tits in games. <laughs> but when we do, we get them in there. It's we like get legit. In there. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever played any of the Witchers? Quick tangent? Uh, I have them. I've been waiting. I, I played a little bit of Witcher 2, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't. I, I wanted to go back and start at Witcher 1, so I've I heard. Stopped. I've heard it's a rough backtrack. I know, I know, but that's why I stopped playing 2 also, is because I didn't want it. It's like when I played Mass Effect. I started at the beginning, so I didn't know how much better it got yeah you know yeah. when you start with janky well and those are based on like the, some books from a like polish or something like some other oh, language 2020 no 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 i'm witcher oh witcher it's oh, based yeah. on like this franchise that's not hasn't all translated into english so i feel like there's so much you would have to try and 
Film. backtrack. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be missing out on parts of the experience, which yeah. is why I was stoked that they were going to make something uh, like Cyberpunk 20, 2033 or 2030. 2020. Would, 2020. Yeah. That was like as batshit crazy as all their systems and things that they can cram into a game, but it wasn't something that had like this established history already. And I know that video is the trailer that they released for it is not going to be anything. Yeah, it's bullshit, but it's so goddamn cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And I try not to watch it anymore because I don't want to get pumped up by it because it's never coming up, but it's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I downloaded the, uh, <laughs> the old book because it's out of print you can't get it anymore yeah that's another it's based on another uh pen and paper thing yeah but it's uh style game it's it's like the the 80s version of the future which is always fucking awesome you know it's like all the chicks are in like tight slinky dresses and the dudes are all like kind of big hair and yeah it it looks great slightly like old anime not like big-eyed anime but like fist of the north star anime (laughs) 2020 2020 because that's crazy far in the yeah future. Like it's six years we can just play it for real man it's probably honestly the game's probably going to come out in 2020 yeah it'll be close yeah they'll probably just change the name to like 2040 then or something i don't know it looks neat yeah anyway one last question about Shadowrun was sure. um did it feel like art because looking at just the stills and the screenshots from it obviously looks a lot like um the Baldur's Gate, like we were talking oh, about last the, the episode. The view of it, the top yeah, down Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the top down isometric. Um, <laughs> is it really conversation heavy? Like picking conversation yeah. tree stuff? And they, it's. They did a lot. They wrote a lot for this. Yeah. I mean, there's still a limited amount of characters that you can actually talk to, but the ones that you can talk to, uh, you probably, for each, every other prompt, I mean, for every other um, dialogue box that pops up for that person, you then get a choice of four three or four different dialogue things to say and then they'll respond differently wow i don't think it changes the storyline it's just how your character is like receiving the information like if you're being a dick or not being a dick i don't even think it changes how people talk to you but it changes how you feel about your character okay you know so like if if you're being a dick to everyone then you really do feel like your character is just a dick Mm -hmm. you know and that's a cool aspect it doesn't i mean it would be awesome if they could then make people not want to talk to you if you were a dick or something like that but i feel like that's what Baldur's gate did oh like really when they got really deep in the shit because i mean you know those were not small games that you can have guys that give you quests like <laughs> the last time i loaded it up and didn't really play very much yeah like two of my party members got in a fight and one killed the other one <laughs> and the one that died had given me a quest and the quest just like went away that's i mean that's pretty cool so this, this is it's a little too ambitious for this game yeah because i mean the team pushed it hard enough just to get a game that looks this cool and that uh comes through on the story mm-hmm. i was really for the first couple hours i was really down on the story in this game because i thought it was really stupidly transparent oh okay like almost the fact of like the butler is standing with a knife and it's like <laughs> oh who killed lady whatever you know who you know professor plum and it's like well this dude's holding a knife and he's like laughing maniacally yeah and you're like this is so stupid why am i going through the motions for this and then straight up red herrings yeah the, the stories take twists um to the point where i was i actively thought the story was good it wasn't just like serviceable yeah that was one of the best things about this game was cool. that it had and it's not like it's breaking new ground with the story it's not like a bioshock where you're getting some weird you know or lost or you know you're not getting weird universes or like way out there stuff but it's just a cool noir story all right yeah 
I, I own it on iPad, so I'll I'll check it out after I play the 70 hours of Baldur's Gate. So yeah, I and, you know. and, oh, and the the other thing is, it's not too grindy. Oh, okay. Which is great. They for, dish out levels pretty fast, and yeah, and and things are generally where they should be. You can you can do side quests that gets you a little more strength or a little more money, but uh, I like that this type of game is coming back, and it's interesting that both this and Wasteland are coming from Kickstarter because mm-hmm. like no no real companies are making these on their own maybe but there's clearly expensive. an audience for it I, I, I don't know why i mean it's a lot it's a shitload of hand-drawn art just from like these stills yeah. everything is different but i mean like i don't know why that'd be different from any other game it's just it's probably a lot of writing and a lot of uh writing that you um are doing that may never even be seen so maybe it's like you have to design four games worth of content just in case or it could be that this is actually a niche more than anything and that if kickstarter brings people there then they're going to gather all the people that were in the niche mm. and get it but if you don't do the kickstarter route then you're just hoping that they find it again or something gather but i don't know it's it just seems interesting because you know i guess all i mean fallout was kind of Fallout look like this, and that's what yeah. Wasteland is. Wasteland, and, I mean, you this get a little one, bit. and Borderlands a little bit. I mean, th- not really, but you get a little bit of that like futury. Oh no, I mean, I don't. Cartoon-y. I'm not even talking about like um, the settings or anything. You, I'm, I mean, like this type of game that's yeah. like it feels like a big open world with lots of character choice, uh, creating characters, stat sheets, like hard RPG stuff. Oh, I wouldn't say this feels like a totally open world it okay d- you do go from one place to the next to the next to the next to like levels yeah i mean this like you you get to a street and you can go down to the right but there's going to be an end of the street mm-hmm. and then you'll go down to the left and there'll be a homeless guy maybe that you can talk to next to a trash fire but, it, it, but it's there's more also, freeform though it's, it's like- also cut off and so after talking to the homeless guy, the only place you can really go is straight. Yeah. And then it'll direct you to the one door that you can go into. So it, it is um, pretty... It, it's not... I wouldn't... It's not a sandbox, and it's not mm-hmm. open world. Um, but they did take time to at least flush out those side streets a little bit. Yeah. So it looks really cool, and I love this this type of game. So I, I just hope that these are doing well, because I would love to see a game that doesn't have to get money from Kickstarter to see like what a huge budget for this oh, type yeah. of thing could actually be again. If if the team that made like XCOM made this game. Yeah, like a, the side Firaxis went back and did an actual you know well I, Fallout was sort of the new version of that or not Fallout, sorry. Um XCOM was sort of the new version of yeah. this just it didn't have the stories awesome. connecting yeah, you were never sides. really walking around outside of combat. Yeah, and you know, it had that central hub. But yeah, if XCOM being as awesome as XCOM is, yeah. if they took those same new design philosophies into this type of game, I feel like it could be fucking amazing. I would play the play the shit out of that. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. we should probably yeah. kickstart it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just bought the XCOM expansion. By the way, it was fourteen bucks at Target. Was that Enemy Within? Within. Yeah. yeah. I haven't Have installed it? it yet. No. Oh, okay. I've been playing Transistor. Yeah. Which uh, we'll put a pin in. And yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have beaten it by the next recording, or yeah. at least attempt to, and then we can really talk full on about it and also give people a little bit more time to yeah digest it. To digest before we, you know, maybe we'll spoil just, stuff? I don't know. It's if, For people who don't know, it's the, the, the people who made Bastion, which is a game we talked about and gave away in last 
couple episodes. Super Giant. Um, Super Giant. They made another game. This is their first follow-up to a game that we loved and um, was really. Yeah, I'd say it was like groundbreaking. It was. It was even amazing. though it did a For lot a of small stuff. Small team. That, yeah. Small team. You know. It has the, the the isometric top down look. Maybe it's just like one of my things I like. I don't know. So it's it's a uh, it's it's a new one from them. So we'll talk about that one. Yeah. Get excited. Yeah. We we were gonna try and talk about it today, but I feel like we didn't, we just should finish it first. Yeah. I'm about two and a half hours or two hours in. Joey's. You're about the a about, little more. About the same. Yeah. 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 So uh, not very long, but we'll we'll definitely have it finished by next time. Should we give out another game? Another let's, rando? Let's do or competition competition let yeah. me let me see what i what i got here um we can give away uh let's give away hotline miami awesome game hotline miami awesome game the trailers are up for the sequel which also looks awesome <laughs> already garnered like a lot of controversy just from the the trailer from the trailer yeah <laughs> I, so. I loved Hotline Miami. That game is so fucking good. I played through the entirety of it in one sitting. On like, Ugh, you uh, must have felt so grossed so, out with yourself. So gross out. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I played. It, I think it was like a, a Sunday afternoon, and everyone was over watching football, and I was just sitting in the chair, just like mesmerized because I had had it. Yeah. And just finally installed it. I was like, this is so fucking weird. But I love it. Makes you feel I love it. so gross about yeah. yourself, and it's awesome. Yeah, and so it's good. another game maker game that is completely different than any other game. <laughs> um, yeah, made by Cactus and soundtrack some other is dude. so good too. Yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. So it's a great game we're giving out. Uh, also, check out the trailer for the for the next one. For or what's it called? Wrong number. Uh, Hotline, Hotline Miami it's, Two. It's, it's Hotline Miami Two colon something. Wrong number, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll verify. And if that's wrong, then I'll cut this out. <laughs> Behind right, the curtain. I'll cut it out. So, uh, since this is another uh, like link we have to send people and not a code to read, we're going to do another write-in contest. W-A-S-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. W-A-S-D for the letters on your keyboard. P-O-D for the greatest Christian rock band in the world. Maybe that's how we should open the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we just got our new tag. Yeah, I, I don't really know what that's going to tell people like about the, like what we're going to do, but yeah. I think it'll be they'll get it. I got nothing against Christians, but also I'm not I'm not into it, so <laughs> I don't know if we should advertise that. Yeah. All right, so should we do something that's sort of in the vein of Hotline Miami? No. We could just go for violent. Yeah, the most just the most violent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In in theme a little bit. Yeah. 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 So the most violent indie game that you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. So we'll say we'll say send us the most violent indie game, but or the only reason we're saying indie game is because if it's a mainstream thing, we're gonna have heard of it. Yeah. So send us. And it's most likely one that everyone's gonna think about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, GTA Three or, or Soldier of Fortune, Soldier Fortune or you know, or like Kingpin: that. Life of Crime. That's a deep cut that I just stole from all you guys. <laughs> oh, Slaughterhouse or whatever that game you just talked about. <laughs> Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse. So send us the the the, the goriest game you can find. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't need to necessarily be indie, but it, it's or whatever. Off the beaten track. Off the if beaten it's path. Not indie. Great. Yeah. 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 So just you know d- deep dive for a copy of hotline miami because this game's fucking good you guys yeah really goddamn good so uh send us your emails wasdpod you can send questions uh as well as enter the contest 
Uh, check out our Steam page, our Steam group page, which, which was Pod. Yeah, same same as the email address. Yeah, you can also uh, leave reviews on iTunes. Uh, it's the Explosive Magico feed, which is the feed that we're on. Yes. Uh, just write anything you want. Write hello, write thank you, but give us five stars. <laughs> yeah, five stars. That's the important part, but you can talk to us on there if you want. We'll yeah. have a conversation with you on iTunes reviews. Yeah, we'll read them. We'll read if they're good reviews. We'll read them on the air. Oh, speaking of, there is one. Oh, really? A Here good, we go. A good review. Look at this. We're already coming through on our promise, and we yeah. just we just made it. Uh, let me load it up here. Uh, also, uh, while we we're on the the Steam page, I've been putting on the side for when new episodes go up. I've been putting the games if they're on Steam off to the side there where it says like linked games. Okay. Just so if people want to check out what we are talking about, I know not all of them will always be on Steam, but if they are, they'll be off to the side of the group page. That's yeah, that's a good way for people to quickly get to the Steam pages for them. Uh, people are also using it to say they have coupons if you or like discount codes if you want to trade with anybody, you can do that on the page. Uh, I have several that I'll probably post. Uh, yeah, me too. I'll just give them away because I don't I don't use You can't like leave them there. You trade them. You, you can be trade like, "Hey, them. I have this. If you want it, let me know." Yeah. So, I'll I'll probably throw a couple of those on there. So, that's that's more shit you can do on our Steam page. And, uh, my Steam account is Dibno D Y B N O. Clockface C L O C K F A C E. Please email us instead of trying to talk to us on Steam because Usually, we're playing games. <laughs> playing games, or I, I tend to leave mine open all the time. Oh, yeah, I do, too. So, yeah. So, I might not even be there. I'll come home, and I'll see a message somebody sent me, like, four hours ago, and it, and I mine says, like, online. Yeah. So, it just looks like I've been a huge prick for, like, seven days. I never turn my computer off. So, just email us, or uh, put a review on our iTunes page. But feel free to add us as a friend. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- like that's totally cool. You know, maybe we'll, we'll try to do stuff in the future. Yeah, some kind of maybe game meetups or something like okay, that. Okay, so most recent review from Blograr. Great podcast for games. I started listening to WASD specifically for the indie game talk, and I'm loving it. Ari and Joey can do a great job showcasing whatever weird little thing they are into at the moment. So thank you for the five star review. You can do that as well. Explosive Magico on iTunes, and you know. Check out one of the other thousand shows. Yeah, we also got. So, if you have any games you want us to talk about, if you want to win a copy of Hotline Miami, if you want to join a cool Steam group, yeah, whatever. Just type our name into stuff, and we'll no see dick you. No dick pics, please. No dick pics, but only you can send them to Ari if, if you, you want. If you do, put them, put them attention to, to Joe. To Ari. To Joe. Joe. To, to, straight Joey up to Ari. Joe's dick pics. All right, Ari. Sign us off. Gmail.com. Uh, set your phasers to stun, cause this is the Waz Pod. Fuck you guys. (laughs)